Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava. And it's Sunday. It's the start of a new week. And, you know, for me, I try and start every week off trying to get myself uh, organized and, you know, set for success for that week. So, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of my day uh, planning and preparing myself for the week ahead and preparing some of the stuff for not just my business, but also some personal finances and stuff like that. So that was what I did a lot of the day today. Um, but just a quick recap, I was able to wake up, um, got up a little bit later, which is something that I've seen a lot of people talk about is waking up early, uh, waking up earlier and getting up and getting a start on your day earlier than everyone else. Um, a lot of times it requires going to bed a little earlier. So uh, there's a trade-off there, but you know, being able to get up early would increase my productivity significantly. And I just haven't done that recently. I've been sleeping in a little bit, so I'm trying to work on that and get up a lot earlier than I normally do. Maybe go to bed a little bit earlier just to get myself, uh, you know, get more production out of things. But anyway, I woke up, went on a run, had church and, um, kind of started on my day. And I was able to look at kind of breaking down what I need to do for the week and looking at the assignments list that I have drawn up in my notes and then moving those things into different days for the week. And so just kind of scheduling that out, planning my week before uh, or ahead of time is going to be huge for me. Uh, I usually don't dedicate the time for it because I usually have so much going on, but I'm going to start doing that each week just to keep myself ready and get ready for the week ahead. Um, yeah, I was looking into a couple of different things and um, I also looked into a little bit of personal finance stuff just because I got out of debt recently and so that drastically changes my budget for the week or for the month compared to what I budgeted before. I was putting most of the money that I got from work into my uh, college debt and so now I have a ton more money that I need to figure out what to disperse with and so putting that into an emergency fund putting that into different investments and stuff something that I've been looking at and trying to figure out what to do with so uh, that's been good and then just getting different items listed Um, the FedEx truck came today again and last Sunday they came and delivered like 24 packages to my house so that was really interesting on Mother's Day when they delivered a ton of packages and we're all kind of sitting around and the lady knocked on the door and asked for help to unload them. So we got them all unloaded and everything. But again, they showed up today and I didn't think I had a ton of packages being delivered. Uh, But I went on my front porch and it was kind of loaded with stuff that I'd forgotten uh, was supposed to be shipped already. So I was happy about that, got it all listed and just worked a little bit trying to get everything prepared for the week so that I didn't have as much when I got home tonight and as much going on whenever, uh, you know, the week came about. So I was able to get a couple sales out of that. Uh, getting some stuff listed, getting it sold, getting things moving again. Um, Just keeping items in and out of my house is really what I want to do. More items in, more items out. Uh, Keeping things moving really, really quick throughout, um, you know, throughout the time that we're in right now. Um, Did that and then got everything shipped and ready to go. And that's just kind of been my day. Uh, Pretty good day. Not too much else outside of that. And now I'm just on my way to hang out with my girlfriend and hopefully spend a little bit of time with her just before the week starts again. So... Um, you know, that's what I've been up to, but I've been thinking a lot just about how how rare of a time it is right now. I mean, this hasn't really ever happened in modern times. Uh, modern times is in like recently, 
um, within the past, I don't know, 20, 30 years. We haven't really had something like this happen. I, I think you would have to look back until um, way, way back until like when the Spanish flu and stuff was going around in the early 1900s. So it's been a very, very long time since we've had something like this happen. Definitely nothing like this in the digital era. So it's very interesting to see how people are are treating things, how people are going about their day, how you know digital and uh, the digital era and technology has in a lot of ways changed things up and helped people um, in in with their jobs that they would have never realized you know you look at the people using zoom right now you look at the people using um, various services like instacart and amazon and ebay these things that weren't around back then it would have been really really difficult to get items and now it's just so easy to get items that um, you can you know have shipped directly to your house or have uh, items that you can um, you know or have a way to communicate with your business that you know you didn't have before and all from home so it's just one of those things where um, it's interesting to watch and what's been interesting for me is watching how um, digital marketplaces have transformed right now and how they have reacted to something like this I would have expected I've talked about it before but I really would have expected everything to kind of tank and and stay really really bad for uh, people that are resellers people that sell online and e-commerce as a whole just because the economy has been subpar uh, and unemployment has risen uh, a pretty high amount Uh, I think it was I think I heard somebody say it was the highest percentage or highest number of Americans I'm not sure which one it was uh, but since the Great Depression so it's just it's kind of scary but at the same time watching what e-commerce has done during the whole thing is actually remarkable to me because it has just skyrocketed and looking back with hindsight you know looking back at it from what we have now versus what I knew when I first started when this whole thing first started you know it makes a lot of sense that e-commerce would do really well at least for the beginning because you have so many people who still have money and they still want to spend and they are still willing to spend up on items and they're still willing to buy them but they can't get them in store so now there is a there is a kind of disconnect in the market where these people can't get the items they want and you know people like you know me and other people who are in different parts of the country may have access to them so they're willing to spend up on you know different items not essential things nothing like that um, but just regular household household uh, things that you would use to entertain yourself whether that be uh, something like you know a puzzle or uh, a board game or, or video games or any of these things you know there's a lot of places where this pandemic has struck before it's hit other parts of the country and so places it struck first went out of uh, stock of a lot of items first and then that left us with stock of the items we kind of monitor that and then uh, sell some of them depending on whether or not we could get them still so it's just interesting to watch how e-commerce has changed um, in this past little time I mean for me here it's not normal that this should be happening uh, both the pandemic but the way that uh, sales have been going on eBay it's it's not really that typical what's going on right now um, and that's just due to the nature of stores being shut down and people not being able to go out and get their stuff and you know things being sold out everywhere it, things that wouldn't be sold out in normal times just because so many people can't you know have access to these items anymore um, because you know maybe all the video games are sold out in stores or maybe all the um, you know 
all the different pieces of business equipment they would need uh, to work at home or sold out. So it's just interesting to see how regular, uh, you know, insignificant items have a lot of value now because people want them to make their lives easier at home. And so um, I just want to break down a little bit as to what you would expect if you were selling full time <clears throat> or I guess selling for an entire year and it wasn't in this kind of time because if you were just getting into things right now you would be making a killing especially if you know what items you're going after and stuff uh going after and stuff it's just it's really really not normal but i'm hoping that it skews a little bit more towards online and i think it will just because so many people are getting more used to it so many of the people that are older uh, you know a lot of older people are using instacart right now they've never even used Instacart, they had no idea what it was, and now they're using it to get their groceries every day. I mean, think about that. You would have never thought your grandparents would ever know what Instacart is. That's like such a millennial sounding thing. Um, but yet your grandparents are going on and they're buying things uh, through Instacart and they're having them sent to their house because they don't want to go out and go to the store uh, just due to some of the, uh, the risks that would be out there. So it's just crazy to me to see how people are skewing more online for things. And, um, you know, to me, what what's going on right now is not normal. So I'll just give you a quick breakdown as to what you would expect in a normal year and kind of how things play out and, and what you would see if you were selling, a, you know, in most other years. So what, ten, what tends to happen is you have, you know, four different uh, quarters of the year. That's how it's broken up. So you have uh, January, February, March is the first quarter and then second quarter is April through June third quarter is July through September and then October November December makes up the fourth quarter or otherwise known as Q4 and so what you see is that Q1 the first quarter of the year and Q4 the last quarter of the year are the most lucrative you will make a lot more money in Q4 than you will in any of the other quarters and maybe not combined maybe you're doing well in all the other quarters so well that you'll make a lot uh, you know, equal to Q4 or more, but Q4, you will definitely see an uptick in sales as long as you're selling items that, you know, are desirable. You know, if you're selling, I don't know, if you're selling maybe like a quilt or something like that, I don't know how many people buy quilts around Christmas time, but regardless, like, you know, items like toys, items like, uh, you know, things you would find in a garage sale for cheap, everything tends to do much better during Q4. You may ask why that is, but if you think about it, I had never really considered what what that meant. You know, why would things do better? Why, why are people more willing to spend money? But if you think about it, people are more willing to spend money during Q4 because one, it's Christmas time. Christmas falls right at the end of Q4 and people start Christmas shopping in those months between October and December. And two, there are a lot of holidays that happen around then. So you're looking at October being Halloween. You are looking at uh, November being Thanksgiving and then Black Friday and then you were looking at Christmas being at the end of December followed by New Year's Eve and then in the beginning of the next year New Year's Day and so there's a lot of holidays there's a lot of family time people are going to be with family people are going to want to buy for family we're going to 
want to buy for themselves. They have a lot of reason, a lot of incentive to buy. And once they kind of get in that mode of buying, it doesn't really seem to go away. And, you know, they buy one thing here, they buy one thing here. Pretty soon they feel like buying more. And if you've ever bought something after a long time of, you know, trying to hold out and not buy something for a while, you kind of feel more at ease with making a purchase after you make that first one. And then you make a couple more and it's it just comes more naturally almost. It feels better. It feels more normal. And so for me, um, you know, looking at that, it's one of those things where Q4 is just it's just amazing. It's really incredible for making some sales um, just because you're going to make so much more money during Q4 than you ever think that you would have. And so that carries over a little bit into Q1 because it's just it's just one of those things where people get in that mode of buying like I was talking about and they don't really want to get out of it. And so um, you know, people are buying things, people are buying things, Christmas is over, but they still have the money that they got during Christmas, they still have incentive to buy, they take their old presents that they didn't want back, and they buy them, uh, they buy more of them, you know, it's just, it's really crazy that, um, you know, how things kind of play out from there. So Q4 and Q1 are really your best times. Uh, you know, that end of Q4, especially like end of November, beginning of December, and then into January, that's when you'll really make a lot of your sales. You will see a lot more of an uptick in sales during Q4. You will see a lot more people buying during Q4 and Q1. That's just how it goes. After that, you get into February, uh, March, April, May, June. These months, it slows down a little bit. And especially during the spring, it feels like it's, it's slowed down a considerable amount. And it really, it just kind of gets back to a norm a little bit because you've just come out of a time when sales are happening at such a rapid pace and so much is being sold and so much is being bought that you know you are you are making a considerable amount of sales and then you hit springtime and things kind of drop off a bit. And so now it's one of those things where you are um, just kind of kind of at a, it feels like a lull a little bit, but you're really just making more normal sales numbers. There's not as many people looking to buy things. There's not as many reasons to buy things, uh, but you do kind of normal uh, amounts of sales during the springtime and then early fall, like September, that's when sales will do pretty much, uh, you know, pretty normal. Not anything too crazy, not anything too slow. Uh, you know, sometimes it feels really slow, but I have found that in the springtime, it's typically, you know, just what you would expect if you went on eBay and started selling. And so, you know, that's that's kind of what happens there. And then fall or summer, you have the what people deem as the summer slowdown. And, you know, that's something that I had never thought about as well. And so it's amazing to me because so many people don't want to get into reselling, but they have a desire to own something for themselves or have a business for themselves. And for me, I didn't really understand why reselling was important to me um, why it would be important to owning another business but thinking about it you know Gary Gary V who is a very influential business person and social media personality he just kind of gets it he was talking about it when he first you know brought up the idea of reselling to people at scale uh, bringing it up to a mass amount of people I guess is what I mean and before that most people hadn't heard of it most people didn't know what it was most people didn't know you know, I didn't know what garage selling was. I didn't know any of this stuff until um, I'd gotten, I'd found Gary and he was talking a lot about, you know, you can make money doing this. You can start a business doing this. And so I didn't know anything about that. And then 
you know, slowly but surely, I found people on Twitter and Instagram and Reezy Resells and all these people that really do this at, at scale and at, at a high volume. They do really well with it. And so that was kind of what got me introduced to it. But um, I'd never heard of any of these concepts before. And so the summer slowdown is something you probably wouldn't think about, but it's really, really interesting when you think about it because what happens is people get to summertime and things get really nice outside and people want to go outside. They want to be with family. They want to be with friends. They want to hang out a little bit. And so maybe if you own a restaurant that is outdoorsy or you own a, like a, a public pool or you own like a bar or something like that, that you know people would want to go to in the summer and hang out with friends and family, maybe you're doing fine. But what tends to happen with sales is that they start to go down a little bit in the summer because most people don't want to go out and shop. They want to go out and hang out. They want to go out and do fun things. They want to go to the beach. They want to go to, um, they want to go hike. They want to go do all these things that are outdoorsy. They don't want to, they don't have as many reasons to buy things. You know, they're not stuck at home like we are right now. And so they don't have as many reasons to buy. And so, you know, they're not looking on the internet for things to buy. They're not bored and just buying out of boredom. They're not doing any of these things. And so, they're not going out to stores either. They're not really going to as many stores um, and things kind of slow down as as a whole in the summer. And it's nice if you've been reselling and things, you know, have been super crazy, but it's also kind of, it's kind of sucks because now you're not making as many sales. And if it's your full-time job or something like that, you know, you're losing a significant amount of uh, income during that time. So, you know, that's one of the, the dangers of, or I guess one of the risks of owning your own business is that you kind of are subject to the way people are reacting to the market, people are reacting to your business, your items that you're selling, all this different stuff. But, you know, for me, um, it's just one of those things where, you know, I've seen these happen, I'm part-time, so I'm not really doing, it's not, I'm not super dependent on it, but it's just something that I feel like is helpful for people to know. Um, and kind of very, very important, you know, a very important concept that most people don't think about. So yeah, that is kind of what you could expect for reselling and you know what you would expect during a normal year. Right now, things are just super crazy. I mean, it's just one of those things where you don't ever see, most people have never seen something like this. We haven't ever seen a pandemic go through the nation like this. We haven't ever seen stores be shut down at scale for something like this. We haven't really ever seen this much e-commerce buying because e-commerce is a relatively new type of business when you look at, you know, how business has been conducted over years, decades, you know, centuries even, you know, it's just, it's such a new thing and so many people are not used to it yet. So it's really interesting watching more of America, uh, you know, kind of realize that, hey, you know, I can save myself time. I can save myself a trip to the store. I can, or I guess in times like now, I can save myself the risk of putting myself at, at you know, the risk of getting a virus and, and things like that because um, by buying online, you know, and so it's it's good for e-commerce. I think it's very, very uh, rare. I think it's going to be something that doesn't really keep up as much as we're seeing right now. I mean, it, it can't keep up, you know, with as many people that are not working right now compared to as much as being spent, I think things are going to slow down a little bit after people kind of come to terms with things and stores start to open back up. It just seems like it has to. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if e-commerce as a whole is boosted a little bit by the coronavirus once everything is said and done because people will then be more used to buying online 
rather than just, you know, going to the store to buy things. You know, they realize, hey, I can have somebody deliver the groceries to my house. I can have somebody, uh, you know, I can go to Amazon and buy this, that, or the other thing that I normally would buy at Walmart. So I'm excited to see how things play out. I am, you know, waiting and watching, trying to keep up with things that are going on just to see how it plays out for, you know, us as resellers and the e-commerce platform as a whole. But those are just some of the things that I've been thinking about a lot recently, um, especially with the way things have been going. It's just, it's something that's been on my mind. So I figured I'd talk about it and uh, kind of clue you in a little bit because if you've never resold before, you probably ever not, haven't ever heard of these, uh, you know, what is Q4 or what is the summer slowdown or any of that stuff. So hopefully that's, you know, something you can learn and mark down, even put it on your calendar just so you can remember, you know, hey, we're just entering Q4. I should start getting, you know, these types of items or these types of items, you know, just kind of keep that in mind and hopefully it helps you out a little bit with your reselling. But I'm going to go. I'm at the end of my ride. So I will let you guys get back to your Sunday and enjoying the day. But I will talk to you tomorrow with a new podcast. Have a good one. Peace.